0: but god spoke to me and he he gave me a title and he gave me a uh the scriptures to to uh to read this morning and, and uh the title of my message is hold on tight is hold on tight and uh we're going to go to hebrews chapter 10 and uh and i'm telling you as i already said before and I want you to hear me because I want you to know if I say some things, I'm not prophesying bad at all. In fact, Jesus said in the world, you're going to have tribulation or you're going to have some trying times. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 6, 16 actually, and uh, John chapter 16, I'm sorry. And so the thing about it is, is Jesus let us know we're going to have some times that there's going to put pressure on our lives and it's going to put pressure on our faith. That's why your faith has to be strong. Not everybody's faith is strong. In fact, the Bible says when Jesus returns, will he really find faith on the earth? And he was talking about a story of a widow lady that was keep going to an unjust judge and trying to get vengeance or justice from her adversary. And the thing about it is he told the story about a woman that would not quit going to the judge until he did what she asked him to do. And so, basically, Jesus told that story about a persistency in faith, to be persistent in faith or consistent in faith. And uh, then he said, when the Son of Man returns, will he really find that kind of faith, that consistency, that persistence in faith? Now, listen, this, don't, don't, I, I'm not making light of anything that's going on in the world because this is serious matters. When you shut a country down, that's serious. And when you, when you get where you want to make, make them stay at home, and that's serious matter. I'm not, I'm not making light of that at all. It's serious. But the thing about it is, something should be working in you that completely eliminates the element of fear. There should be no fear in you. I'm not saying you may not be tempted to fear. But I'm telling you something, you're going to have to learn to triumph over fear. You're going to have to do that because you're the only one that can do it for you. Only you can do it for you. Nobody else. You can get around people that's full of peace and full of faith and full of hope and full of love, but honey, until that gets in you, it's going to be, listen to me, it's just going to be temporarily. You may feel good when you're around those folk, but what happens when you leave them? What happens when you go to your house? What happens when you're by yourself sitting in your room and you're sitting there and all these thoughts coming to you? Well, I wonder who you come in contact with today. What happens if this happens? Let me tell you something. You've got, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to throw some of my in preaching up my front. You cannot allow death to put you in a state of being paralyzed and not wanting to go forward in your life. And that's exactly what this fear is doing in this in this deal. It's it's not the fear of the virus. It's the fear of the death. See, it's the fear of death that causes all this uh, this this uh, uh, this uh, t- turmoil in the world. Because I'm telling you something. Many people are afraid of things, but I'm here to tell you. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not I'm not ready to check out right now. I got a lot of things to do, but I can assure you this thing. I'm not concerned about it. And I'm not worried about it. And I can stand before God on that. There was a time that I was a fear, a fearful of death. There was a time when I was afraid that I was going to die. Of course, this was before I knew Jesus Christ. And uh, not that I cared, didn't think about where I was going to go spend eternity. I didn't think about that at all because I never thought about hell or heaven. So it wasn't never, a, never an issue in that area. I just was scared to die. But anyway, I will may talk more in a minute. But in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Now, I, I want you to hear what I'm saying today. I want you out there on Facebook to hear what I'm saying today. This is in the Bible. And it says in verse 19, and uh, let's see, I think I've got, a, I've got on here the Amplified Bible, so I think I'll go to the Amplified, Teresa. Teresa. In verse 19, it says this, Therefore, brethren... That means he's talking to you, Christians, whether you're a woman or a man. He says, Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the holy of holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus... Thank God for the blood of Jesus. We have power, we have confidence and freedom to enter in to the holiest of holies in that special place with God. Kind of like when Psalms 91 verse 1 said, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's that holy place. That's that secret place. That's that place of confidence and trust when you can go into God. And that was all purchased by the blood of Jesus to enable us to go into that place with God. And I'm telling you what, in that place, there's perfect peace, there's perfect joy, there's confidence, there's trust. In that place, in the presence of God. Amen. And we all need that place. We all need to have that in our lives. Praise God. And in times like these are, that we're facing right now, I'm telling you what, you can go, you can be out in your pasture, you can be driving in your car, you, you can turn that thing into a sanctuary, you can turn it into a holy place. Praise God. I, 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 the one thing I have seen, and you have too, probably more than anything, more than I've ever seen in my life, Is fear. I've seen it. You can see it. I mean, when somebody walks past you and holds their breath three foot before they get to you and let it out six foot when they pass you, they better hope you don't turn around and follow them. They'll never make it out of the store. You got to take a breath sometime. Trust me. Verse 20 says, By this fresh, new, and living way which he initiated and dedicated and opened for us, through the separating curtain, the veil of the Holy of Holies, that is, through His flesh. And since we have such a great and wonderful and noble priest who rules over the house of God, which is Jesus, let us all come forward and draw near with a true, honest, and sincere heart in the unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith that leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness. Praise God. You know, when, when we talk about wisdom, and when we talk about, you know, I preached a message, uh, uh, I guess a, a, a while back before this all started, or right when this started happening, uh, no fear but wisdom. Now listen, our wisdom comes from above. I said, our wisdom comes from above. Our wisdom is from God. Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. In other words, God gave us a book of wisdom. Our wisdom comes from there. I said, our wisdom comes from there. Our wisdom does not stem from a fear. It stems and comes forth from a love that God has for us, and what God has showed for us. Amen. And so it, uh, it goes on to say, having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty evil conscience, and our bodies cleansed with pure water. Verse 23 says, So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering. Listen to me, we need to hear the scripture. The hope we cherish and confess. And our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. We need to believe that. We need to hold and lace a seize hold and grab hold of what? The promises of God, the word of God. Listen, and don't let anything separate you from that. Hold on to what the Bible says. You, we can't let times like this separate of us from what we know to be true of God. Come on, church. We've got to rise up, I, I, I wrote down, we've got to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And praise God, say, listen to me, we're going to live and not die and declare the glories of our God. If God be for me, then who can be against me? My goodness gracious, I read a story in the Bible how, G God took a, his son and put stripes on his back that by his stripes you were healed. Honey, let me tell you what, COVID-19 was put on Jesus. Jesus took it and any other disease that they might come up with between now and the time we depart this earth. Now we say we believe that. We say we believe that God's going to watch over us and He's going to protect us. Well, what we need to do, we need to hang on to it when everything in the world tries to pull it away from us. Trying to get us to question our God and His promise. God is not a man that he should lie. He cannot lie. He will not lie. It is impossible for him to lie. And he said, I will be low. I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And no matter what takes place, and from this point till the end of the age, I'm going to be with you. (laughs) Glory to God. I'm with you. I'll be with you if you got to go into Walmart. I'll be with you when you got to go do this, whatever you need to do. Don't fear, believe, and trust. Hallelujah. Let us seize. I'm going to read it again. Let us seize and hold fast. I say, hold tight and retain without wavering the hope. Other translations, the King James says faith because they're they're together, they work together. You can't separate them. Hope we cherish and confess. The hope we cherish and what? The hope we cherish and what? Are you confessing anything? What are you saying? What's coming out of your mouth? Because I'm here to tell you, that's where our wavering hits. It'll hit in our mouths. It'll hit our minds. And then it's going to manifest through our mouth. It's going to manifest through our words. We say we believe God. We say we trust God. We say this, and then what's coming out of our mouth completely, completely uh, uh, destroys the fact that what, what we just said we believe God for. Listen, if we're going to believe it, let's believe it. I said, let's believe it. Let's use the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. For he, God, who promised, is reliable, sure, and faithful to his what? To his what? So what should we be saying? His His word. His word. You're to say things like, my God will supply my every need. You're to say things like, no plague or deadly disease shall come nigh my dwelling. You're to say things like, my family's protected and covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You're to confess the fact that you're going to live and not die and declare the glories of your God. Verse 23 in the New Living Translation says, let us hold tightly... Without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promises. For God, listen did you did you realize? Listen to me. Did you realize when we're worrying and we're concerned about it, we're not really trusting God to keep His word? We're, in other words, saying, "God, I don't know if you can. I, I don't know. I don't. Or, or will you? Or will you not?" Well, He says, "I will." Amen. 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 You know. I, t- I told somebody the other day, I said, in, in all this, there has been not one one, one smidgen. Is that, a, is that a small? Smidgen? Not one smidgen. I'm not, not, not one, I, I can't even say, not even a temptation. I, I can tell you, not even a thought has come across my mind of that disease getting on me. Not one. No one, no one. Ain't even thought, I mean, it's just like, he can't. You said you're awful bold speaking like that. Are we going to confess and hold fast to the confession in which we believe? We got to hold on to something. You better hang on to the word of God because that's a sure foundation and it's going to be the anchor to your soul. Amen. You said, what's your soul? It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. There's more. Uh, most people say, listen, and I'm not knocking it. You, you do what God leads you to do. I'm, we're, we're, but I'm going to follow the wisdom of God. Yeah. I'm going to follow the wisdom of God. And it says, let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, studying how we may stir up, stimulate, and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. You know, we need to encourage people to concern, continue to serve God, trust God, believe in God, walk in love. I'm telling you, things like this, well, here's what will happen. Things like this will start pulling things out of you that you thought was gone. Huh? I mean, it'll start, it'll start making loving people mean. Somebody help me. I'm talking about people that love you one minute, and now they "I oh, don't, don't you come around me. And that's fine if they don't want it. But I tell you what, I'm telling you, there's been, there's been situations in churches where even some of the members was turning against because of the different things they thought. Let me tell you something. This should be stirred. We we're supposed to be stirring up love, not resentment and anger and being upset. Praise God. You know, we've got, to, we've got to be led by the Holy Ghost. Every one of us needs to be led by the Holy Ghost. Every one of us. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit. I need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Listen, we're here today because I felt like the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, it's time to do it. And I went through the measures I need to go through. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't run in here. and say, "We're going to do this and we're going to do that. Because just to be honest with you, they told me we never told you to shut down. Because we know that by rights and by law, by constitutional rights, it's a separation of church and state. We did it because we wanted to honor. And we're going to honor the man we believe God put in charge of this nation and our great governor that we have over the state of Texas. But I'm here to tell you right now, God... Don't want, I don't care what it is. It's, it's, it's time. And listen to me. You can listen. God wants you to get so, so wrapped up and so filled with love because after all, faith works by what? I said, faith works by what? I don't care who you are. If you're all mean and upset and you're treating people ugly, your faith is not working. If you are not walking in love, it is not working. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not talking about nobody in here. I don't know about out there, but not out in here. I can't see y'all. We love you. You're good. You're good. You're good. But I'm telling you something. We are, we are to uh, uh, have more care and kindness... Because fear is real. Fear has torment, the Bible says, but the Bible says perfect love, what will that do? Somebody help me, what will that do? What will perfect love do? Cast out all fear. Perfect love will cast out all fear. Where does perfect love come from? Uh, Romans 5, 5 says, The love of God has been poured into your hearts by the Holy Ghost. Listen, God put a perfect love on the inside of each and every one of us. In fact, Jesus said, You can love others just like I have loved you. You can love people like I love you. Glory to God. We need to stir things up. And if we can't stir it up in somebody, we're to surely be able to stir it up in ourselves. Listen to verse 25. Not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. You know what day's talking about? Of Jesus' return. It says the more we see, the closer we're getting to Jesus coming back, the more faithful we ought to be to the house of God. Amen. There's something to being in the house of God that was important to Jesus. Huh? And so we see now that the houses of worship have been uh, other than praise and worship teams and such as that. And, and, you know, everybody's honoring, everybody's doing what they need to do. But I'm telling you why. When the church comes back, listen to me, I'm going to say this. When the church comes back, they're coming back with a vengeance. I'm not talking about vengeance being mean. I'm talking about they' yeah, bold, they're coming back with they're coming back with a, with a, a knowing who they are and God. I believe people have been taking a little time to, to, to build their faith up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God and you've been building yourself up. you've been praying and just there was a shout in this house this morning. A shout of a king. The shout of a king was in the house this morning. Praise God. That same shout's got to be in your house. It's going to be in your house. That same shout, glory to God. I'm glad to be in the house of God. But listen to me, I never forsook God. To, you haven't forsaken God. We never quit God. Praise God. He's Listen, we need, people's realizing we need God now more than we've ever needed God. And I've needed Him pretty much. Praise God. The message Bible says of verse 23. I, I'm getting, preaching... Getting past my notes. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. <laughs> Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. Let us hold fast the profession, the King James says, the profession of our faith without wavering, for he who, who for he is faithful that promised. Profession means this our acknowledging of it and our confession are something said. Something said. In other words, it's faith talk. In other words, it's faith talk. Faith in that particular passage in the King James Version says, the, the, the Greek word to that is elpis, which means to anticipate usually with pleasure. It's expectation or confidence. It's hope. They all work together. It's the same word. Some translations have it faith. Some translations has it hope. And uh, to, when it says, let us hold fast, that's what it says in verse 23 in, in uh, the New King James says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. And it says, let us uh, keep in memory. Keep in memory or to possess, to retain, to seize on, to stay or to take that confession that we've made. Listen to me. Our, listen to me. We have to keep the same confession." Of faith. Now, if you don't have a confession of faith, then you need to change what confession you have and turn it into a faith confession. Built and established upon the Word of God. I'm not going to get very far in this today. In Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4 14. If I push the right buttons, I'll get there. I know I'm about out of time, but it says, Seeing then, verse 14, that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who can not sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may attain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Praise God! This is a time of need. We need to go to the throne room of grace. Hold fast the confession of faith. Notice what it says: He was tempted just like we are, yet without sin. Did you know the Bible says whatever's not a faith is sin. sin? Whatever's not a faith. So Jesus stayed in faith, no matter what he faced. In, 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 in his life, the, all the things he went to, and he said, I know what you're going through. I know how you feel. I know the thought. Don't you think the devil threw thoughts at Jesus just like he does you? You don't, you, you, do we really think that Jesus never had a bad thought? You said, well, hey, if he's tempted like we are, have you ever had a bad thought? what do you think the devil was doing up on the Mount of Temptation when he said, if you are the Son of God, turn this stone into bread? He probably would have thought, because you are hungry, by the way. You ain't eating 40 days and 40 nights. What was that if? To try to throw a doubt in his mind of who he was. See, thoughts will come to you to try to throw doubt in your mind of who you are and who God says you are. But you got to maintain the fact that you know who you are. You know uh, what God has done for you. You know what He's doing for you. And you stay and lay hold of that, and not let, and don't let go of what the devil uh, of what God has given you. Don't lose your grip upon the Word of God. In the Phillips translation of that verse, and uh, verse, uh, uh, let us hold firmly to what we pos- uh, possess, uh, profess. I was thinking about this. You're, do you know profession? Well, it's our acknowledgement. That's our confession. Our saying. But you know, some people, sometimes they'll ask you, what's your profession? And they're wanting to know what you do for a living. What's your profession? Well, what do you do for a living? The doctor, or work this, I do this or whatever. Wow, well, that's what you do to make a living. And he uses that word as what is your profession. Because here's what I want you to hear. You're going to live by the words that you speak. You're going to live by the words that you speak. The words that come out of our mouth is going to determine our lives. I wrote something down. I don't know where I wrote it at. Probably on another piece of paper. I'm, I'm... I got so many things I want to jump through, but I got just a few minutes. And I was thinking, you know, Paul wrote a lot of these, uh, all the epistles. He talked to us in Ephesians about standing. And when you've done all to stand, stand. Having on the whole armor of God having that confidence in God, knowing who you are in Christ. But the thing about Paul is, and I think I want to go, I'm looking at what scripture it was I read. I'm going to go to Acts. Let's go to Acts real quick. I'll I'll let you all out here just pretty soon. Acts 20. You think, what are you doing? Well, I'm trying to get the ones I need to give you right now. Verse 20, verse 17. Paul writing to the elders. It says, From Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came uh, to Asia in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back, back nothing that was helpful but proclaimed to you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to the Greeks' repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But listen to what Paul said, but none of these things move me. He said... All I keep hearing is there's going to be tests, there's going to be trouble, there's going to be trials, there's going to be heartaches, but none of these things move me. Honey, everything that we hear that's going on in the world today, they should not be moving you from what you know and what you believe. That's what he was saying. It is not moving me from my purpose. It's not moving me from my destiny. It's not moving me from what God called me to do. In other words, I will not be led by fear. I will be led by faith and the word of God. He was not going to allow what the Holy Ghost and different ones was telling him and all the different things was going on in his mind. He was not going to let that move him away of what God called him to do, but he said, none of these things move me. Now, here's what's important. I want you to see, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. You know, here's where Paul got, Mike. Here's where he got. Paul got to the place that you could not threaten me with death. For death would not separate me from my faith. It will not keep me from doing what God told me to do. In other words, Paul was the very one that said in Philippians, he said, uh, uh, uh if I live, I'm gonna live for Christ. If I die, I'm gonna die in Christ, and it's gonna be gain. For me to live as Christ to die is gain. Paul had no, no fear of dying. He had no fear of death. And I got no, tell, uh, tell, t- t- if Jesus tarries, every one of us, I don't want to say it. We'll die. If Jesus tarries. But we're not supposed to fear it. Paul was at the place where the only thing they could threaten me with was death. Is that the only thing you can threaten me with? He said all you're saying is we're threatened with heaven. And it was something he refused to fear and get in fear about. We can't afford to get off into these things. We've got to hang on to our faith that keeps us in in the plan and purpose of God for our lives. Use wisdom, the wisdom of God. Use wisdom, the wisdom of God. Be led by the Holy Ghost. Trust the Word of God. Believe the Word of God. Say, I'm here for a reason. Did you know you're here for a reason? I'm not, just, I'm not talking about church this morning. You're on the planet for a reason. There's a reason you're here. There's a reason you came into the kingdom of God. There's a purpose for your life. And I'm telling you, whatever goes on in the world is changing tomorrow. It'll be different than today. Next week, it'll be different than this week. Next month will be different from this month. And I'm telling so forth and so on. It's just going to get better and better. But you know, your day can get better right now. It don't have to be a week from now. It don't have to be a month from now. It don't have to be a year from now. You can start right now. Walking in faith, walking in the power of God, walking in trusting God, trusting the Lord with all your heart, lean not unto your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Do we trust Him? It just comes right down to this. Do I trust Him or do I not? Do I trust Him or do I not? I can't trust Him for you. I can't do it. I can only trust Him for me because my trust is a heart issue with God. So we have to decide, will we or will we not trust the Lord? Will we or will we not hold fast to our confession of faith, hold on to the promises of God, lean not into our own understanding, because I'm telling you right now, God is for you and not against you. I wrote this down. You cannot, we cannot live in peace if we do not conquer the fear of dying. We cannot live in peace if we do not conquer the fear of dying. Now, I'm not promoting death today. I just want you to know. I'm promoting life Amen. in Christ. I'm going to go to one, one, one more place. You, I, I, you, you thought I was going to quit? I ain't got to preach for you to you know how long. In Hebrews 2... Started with verse 14. You need to read these scriptures, you need to hear them. Verse 14 says, Hebrews 2:14 says, Inasmuch then as the children have been, have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same. That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And release the so listen to this, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I'm telling you, he said, I want to release you from the fear of death because the fear of death has bondage. And I'm telling you, he has delivered us. For indeed, he he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham, which is us. Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and high, faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people for in that he himself has suffered being tempted he is able to aid those who are being tempted. So God will aid you in your temptation to fear or whatever else may be going on in your mind. I'm telling you this things shall come to pass. It's changing, it's turning, yeah. and I'm telling you, your life is about to get so much better. Yeah. I said, life is about to get so much better. How, y'all ready for some better life? Yeah. I mean, our life's been good. Don't get me wrong. You say, "My God," I heard some somebody come up the other day and say, "If I was better, if I was any better, I'd have to be twins." <laughs> well, I think I'm going quadruplets right now, huh? I mean, we've got to expect things to get better. I said, we've got to expect things to get better. And they will, in Jesus' name, Amen? amen? Praise God. God is so good.